It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And, uh, well, it's Sunday morning. What a, it's always a good time on Sunday mornings because you get up and you start getting yourself ready for church. And then you go and you spend time in the house of the Lord among fellow believers and you just have a good uh, experience because you're in the house of God and you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So... I say this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church. We interview people. We talk about passion, things that uh, God has laid on people's hearts to do to serve him. And I love to hear the stories. And uh, so I'm going to give you an invitation. If you'd like to be a part of this show, just call me. Area code 850-567-1703, and we'll get you on the show by well, just bringing you in for an interview. We have uh, two microphones. I can interview one people or two people at the same time, or should I say persons, two persons at the same time, and uh, that works out very, very well. Area code 850-567-1703. That's the number to call. We'll pre-record the shows and have them ready for a Sunday morning here at 8 o'clock here on 94.1 on your radio dial, the Gospel on the Radio talk show. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. And uh, that's the way we've been doing it now for 1,146 shows today. And, uh, let me also remind you that I am a pastor. I pastor Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're at 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We're in a storefront there. If you're on Capital Circle and you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. We're just about a half mile back from Park Avenue. We'll put a sign out there on Sunday morning so you can find us easily, 1105. That's the time that we start our service, and, uh, well, it's not hard to find, frcm.us. That's the website. You can go there and find out all about us at Freedom Road Christian Ministry. Well, I'm always uh, just watching and observing what's going on around me as far as news of the day, and uh of course, right now, this is a time that I think it's got most of us kind of sitting on edge because we don't know how this is going to play out. And I'm talking about what's happening in the, in Israel uh, today, and I'm pre-recording this on Tuesday night, so there's a few days before it will air on Sunday that I heard that they were being attacked from four fronts there and uh, I thought to myself, this sounds so much like what we read in the Revelation, where it talks about that all the armies of the world 
are coming against this little nation of Israel, and God shows up. And uh, I've said this a few weeks ago here on this uh, broadcast. He said, well, Pastor King, do you believe that this is the time of the coming of the Lord? And my response is, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that uh, there are signs, and it could be before I air this broadcast. I do not know. But Scripture tells us to have your lamps trimmed and burning and being ready because no man, no man knows the hour, not even the Son, only the Father. And so I wouldn't be careless. I would not be careless concerning your relationship with Father God and His Son and the blessed Holy Spirit of God. So that's just a word about that. I, I'm, I'm just watching it with, uh, well, just a very, very um, intense burden in my heart because I, I pray for Israel, and I know this is, this is God's anointed. And uh, so, and then, of course, uh, when I hear about Americans, Americans just turning their back on Israel, I think, my goodness, how far have we slipped as a, quote, Christian nation? It's a, it's kind of astonishing, quite frankly. So I don't know where all this is heading. And then other news of the hour, and of course, uh, like they haven't pre-recorded, sometimes these things get resolved before this program ever airs. And uh, of course, we thought that last week or the week before that, this would be resolved. And that's this situation with the Speaker of the House in the United States Congress. Now, something that did occur to me was that well, without a speaker, we're not spending any money. And uh, so that's a good thing because we spend way too much money. And, of course, the administration's got their hand out. They're just waiting for the uh, House to elect a, a, a speaker so they can get some more money. And, and I look at it and I say, well, we don't have any money because we are $33 trillion in debt. If you are that much in debt, you don't have any money. And I don't understand it. And uh, we just keep spending and spending and spending. And there doesn't seem to be any stopping to it. So that's of concern to me. But this is what's on my mind. And this is why the Lord just spoke into my spirit. We believe that uh, God is in the process of doing something. I mean, you just get that sense as, as a born-again believer, you just get the sense that the Holy Spirit is moving. Things are going to happen. But then I think about the spiritual application of these things, of this thought about the coming of the Lord and, and uh, all that God is up to. And I think about the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's a scripture we find in the book of James. I think this is uh, very important in our conversation. This is kind of where we're going to kick this thing off as far as this thought. Be 
because here James says, he says, is there anybody among you that is afflicted? And he says, if it is, let's pray. And then he says, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, I know this for a fact. There are a lot of Christians and a lot of church people that have no concept of this at all. The anointing oil, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, that's a little sad. I, I was told a story on, on the talk show. This is years ago when I first started about a couple who the uh, husband was uh, diagnosed with some type of a, of a cancer. And uh, they just started going to a church, and uh, this church did not believe in anointing, anointing people with oil and praying the prayer of faith. And like uh, I this lady who told me the story, she, they were new Christians, but she read this in the Bible, and she said, well, then this is what we need to do. And so she goes to the pastor, and the pastor says, well, we don't do that here. And uh, so she was disappointed. But uh, she went home, and she thought about it, and, and uh, she was upset that her church wouldn't do what the Bible said. And so she read in the bulletin that the board was going to meet, the church board was going to meet. <laughs> so she she got her husband, and uh, she just camped out inside, outside of the of the room where the board was. And when they dismissed, she was standing right there with a bottle of anointing oil, and she said, this is what the Bible says. I want you to do it. And they did. And God touched him, and he was healed. Now, that's, that's a wonderful story. But I have to be honest with you, I've, I've anointed a lot of people with oil and prayed the prayer of faith over a lot of people. I've seen God heal people, but I've also seen many, many times when they did not get healed. And uh, so I say, well, Pastor, what is this about? What is the deal about the anointing and the anointing oil? Well, let me just kind of back up a little bit here. Um, I grew up in in a, a church, um, kind of a non-denominational denomination. They they did not teach this in the church that I grew up in. Wonderful people learn a lot about the Bible and the Word, and, I, and I, I'm thankful for that. But this was missing, and uh, this has been a lot of my story because. I came to a place in my life where I realized that something something was missing. Something was missing. And I was attending a, the Bible college, a Bible college of this particular organization. And uh, I just realized that there was something missing. And so, anyway, God took me on a journey. And that journey led me to places where I would hear about the Holy Spirit. I had It had to be explained to me because I didn't know. And uh, this whole concept of praying for the sick and uh, the anointing of God. Well, 
fast forward, uh, had come to faith and and, uh, and was uh, attending another Bible college just after I got out of the Navy and uh, was taking the uh, homiletics class. And uh, basically, it's learning how to preach. And uh, by that time in my life, I had been preaching since I was about 16 years old. And uh, it had uh, spent a little time doing a little evangelistic work and and uh, preaching in little churches here and there. And, and uh, so anyway, taking the class. So the, the, the teacher said, this is what we're going to do. This is part of your, your exam. We're all going to go to this auditorium, and you're all going to preach uh, maybe a five, maybe ten-minute sermon and your fellow students are going to judge you. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. So uh, we did, and and uh, let me just say this. At this particular Bible college, they were really into the teaching. They were really into the teaching. And, of course, at the Bible college, and then there was a church that was attached to the Bible college, and the, the church services that way. They just had a lot of teaching, very anointed teaching. I mean, teaching, it was, it was great teaching, but... What I would call preaching, uh, which what is the difference between preaching and teaching? Well, preaching seems to be a little bit more, um, let's say, animated. I mean, is, that, is that a good way to say it? And uh, the truth of the matter is, in those days, I was very animated and loud. <laughs> so, anyway, I preached my sermon and then uh, stood there while the uh, students began to make comments about my sermon. And uh, this was the consensus of my fellow students. They said it this way. They said, loudness isn't necessarily anointing. Well, quite frankly, just being honest with you, I hurt my feelings. It really did. <laughs> I left there wounded over that. But as uh, a lot of things are, when something comes at you like that, and then you begin to process it over a period of time, and in this particular case, it was a long time of processing. I've been pastoring, and then, I don't know, those words just kept coming back to me. And I came to a conclusion that uh, loudness isn't necessarily anointing. And uh, I came to the place to where I, I realized that I wasn't always communicating. And uh, it became very important to me that I communicate. So I've calmed down some. I still like to uh, raise my voice from time to time. And I do get a little animated, but uh, I pray that uh, the Holy Spirit would uh, lead my messages so that, uh, well, this is the Booth Brothers, and they're saying thank you for the miracles, and I believe that the anointing of God is a miracle.
I did a little, um, kind of a little, um, how should I say that, a little questionnaire, just asking some people what they knew about the anointing and the anointing oil and what it's all about. And uh, I got some interesting feedback. And uh, one of the things that I come to realize is that uh, it's a little bit of a mystery to most of us, exactly the significance of it all. It really is an, an, an ancient custom going back to the Greeks and, and the Romans where they would anoint um, people with oil. Sometimes it had to do with uh, just climate control <laughs> as far as in some of the uh, hot places. They would anoint their bodies with oil and it would, it would help to uh, keep moisture into their bodies. And, and uh, So there's reason for that. But the first place that we find in the Bible where an anointing took place was when uh, Jacob was leaving his uh, father and his mother, and it was going back to where they had come from originally and uh, go back to see Rebekah's brother, Laban. And he was going to, he ends up being there for 21 years. But on the way, you remember he, he had this vision. And uh, he said that he saw heaven open and he saw a ladder ascending into heaven and he saw angels coming and going. And um, the Spirit of God said, uh, this is none other but the house of God and this is the gate to heaven. So it was a very spiritual thing that took place. And so uh, Jacob built uh, a pile of rocks as a memorial. And then he poured oil on those rocks. And so basically he anointed those rocks because they were very special. And this is a very special place because he encountered God for the first time in his life. And it was a very spiritual place to him. And so you kind of get the understanding. The scripture that I read to you earlier from the book of James, uh, it says, if, if there be any sick among you, call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, in our church, this is common occurrence. Um, we, we take prayer requests during our Sunday morning service, and uh, there's some things that we'll just, we'll just pray over, and then there'll be times when uh, I'll call them to the front of the church. I say, let's, let's, let's anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith. But what I find to be significant about that passage of Scripture was that if you read through it, it wasn't just the anointing of the oil, but it's also praying the prayer of faith. And it says, pray the prayer, uh, the prayer of faith that God would raise them up. And also, he says, that God would forgive them of their sins. And you remember the the uh, times when uh, Jesus, instead of saying, uh, rise and walk, he said, your sins be forgiven thee. And they questioned him. He was questioned by the Pharisees and those other uh, groups that was always opposing Jesus about this thing about him saying, forgiveness of your sins. And Jesus said, well, what's the difference between just saying rise and walk 
and your sins be forgiven thee. So Jesus has given us a indication here that a lot of the sickness that we have is because of sin and because of rebellion and disobedience. And so in the context of the prayer for healing, it not only had to do with the anointing of the oil, but also with repentance and prayer. Well, this brings us back to just what this is all about. It's this thing about the anointing of the oil and the prayer of faith and uh, what is the significance of it. Well, the anointing oil is a symbol of the endowment of the Spirit of God. And uh, it's it's important because when you uh, apply the oil, it's it's invoking the presence of God because we know that uh, the uh, oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And so it becomes a very important thing in the aspect of literally just saying, God, we're just giving you permission to, to move, to move. Now, not only is there what we call the anointing of oil for the prayer of faith and to save the sick, but we also talk about the anointing in, in preaching. And, of course, you'll find in the Old Testament that when they were uh, uh, building the tabernacle, and, of course, the tabernacle was, was very intensely designed by God himself. God, God gave Moses uh, very specific instructions of what the tabernacle was to look like or the type of materials that were to be used and, and, and everything, and there was very extensive detail. But when it came to the uh, building of the cherubims and the different very important parts of the tabernacle, God chose two men, and he anointed them. He anointed them, which gave them the ability to do something that was supernatural, and their ability to design and uh, form these uh, uh, furnishings for the tabernacle and the holiest of holies. And we, we find that, that word or that concept of the anointing. In other words, this is an empowerment, an empowerment of God, where God comes in and was supernatural. He, he, you know, he'll give a person a supernatural ability to do something that you know very clearly this is the work of God. Well, in preaching, in preaching, we, we pray for the anointing. But a lot of times, as the, my, the story I told you a little while ago about my fellow students at the Bible College who told me that uh, loudness isn't necessarily anointing, sometimes we get confused about this. But the, the point is that in preaching, if prayer has been a part of uh, what you're about to do, I think study is important. Scripture says to study to show yourself approved. And it's not just studying for a message, but it's studying. Just being in the Word and, and learning what the Word of God has to tell us. 
Because Scripture tells us that that God will bring that back, things that we put away in our heart or soul, that God will bring that back. And, and, and when you're preaching under the anointing, then God does. He reaches back in, in, in your, your heart, mind, and soul, and he'll, he'll bring these things out and, and things that you may not even realize that you'd, you'd remembered. And that's just flowing under the anointing. That's why the anointing is so important. And so, I mean, the concept of anointing is, is, is empowering God. And it has a lot to do with moving ourselves out of the way so that God can work through us. So we become a, a vessel of his usage, a vessel of his anointing as he flows through us. If, uh, if we're able to just move ourselves off the throne and say, God, this, this has got to be about you. But I do believe that that is a work of preparation uh, before we ever go to the pulpit. Just praying to God, just you flow through me. Let, let the Holy Spirit flow through me. And you bring the words. And I, I remember uh, listening to a, a sermon by Jack Hayford one time, the Church on the Way in Van Ness, California. He had a um, tremendous church there. And uh, he was talking about this and about the preparation. And, and I've heard a preacher say, oh, he says, they say, well, I don't, uh, I don't prepare. I just go to the pulpit and just open up and just let her fly. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of times when I, when I go to the pulpit and uh, I don't do a whole lot of notes. I mean, I write down scriptures and things of that nature, but I, but I have a sense of where God wants to go with this. But there's been a lot of times when the Holy Spirit just totally just, just taken that away and it's, it's gone totally different direction. And that's fine. That's fine. But what Jack Hayford said, and, I, and I've just really, that spoke to me, was that he said, God can speak to me Sunday morning in the pulpit, and he can speak to me on Thursday evening or Wednesday evening or Friday evening in my study. God can speak to me there too. And uh, and I think that has a lot to do with the preparation. It's that you know, every everything, every distraction is just moved away, and, and you're you're there in the presence of God, preparing that message that's so important for your congregation to hear. And you're saying, Holy Spirit, you speak to me. Let the anointing flow through me here as I'm preparing. And Father, let the anointing flow through me when I go to the pulpit. And for me, I say the same thing when I come to the studio and uh, the messages that I uh, have spoken on Sunday morning, I'll take that and I'll, I'll divide it up into five sections. And those are all a part of the daily broadcast. And then after I've done that, I'll turn around and I'll, I'll preach it for 30 minutes that we put out on the Internet. And I said, Lord, every time. Let the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit flow because this is your word. So that's, that's an aspect of the anointing. But this anointing to where you lay hands on people and people are healed, that, that is such a, such a tremendous thing, controversial 
a lot of a lot of Christians don't believe in this. Well, the thing is, is that there was a time when I wouldn't have either. But uh, it's kind of like a, a song that one of my favorite Southern Gospel groups sings. Um, that says it's too late. It's too late to tell me. In other words, it's too late uh, to convince me that God is not real. Well, it's too late to convince me that there isn't the anointing of God to be able to touch people where people can be ministered to, and sometimes they're they're, they're healed. Um, like I say, we've we had a lady in our church who um, we were having a business meeting on a Wednesday night, and uh, she told me she said, uh, Pastor, when the business meeting is over, I need to speak to the congregation. And I can tell this is very serious. And so when the meeting was over, she came before the congregation and shared with us that she had a brain tumor. And it was very aggressive. And they were leaving tomorrow, the next day, which had been a Thursday morning, to go down to Shands to see what could possibly be done. Well, I'm telling you what. This little church, we got down to some serious business at the business meeting. Now, by that time, the business meeting was over, but this was the business at hand. And uh, you know the old song, uh, Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. I mean, the power of God came down that night. Well, they went on down to Shans the next day, and they did an examination, and they said to her, says, now tell us exactly why are you here? And uh, she told them the diagnosis that, that, that she'd had here in Tallahassee. She, and they said, absolutely not. That's, you, don't, you don't have a brain tumor. And, uh, well, you can say, well, uh, the doctors in Tallahassee just made a mistake. I said, no, no chance. No. God God moved. And uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit was there. We anointed her with oil, and we prayed the prayer of faith, and God God healed her. There's just no doubt about it. Well, here's the thing. Like I said before, we, we, we've had those type of experiences, but then we've had many, many times when we've prayed and Nothing took place. And you you want me to explain that to you? I don't know how. I don't have an explanation for that. All I know is what I know and what the Bible tells me. And uh, well, I stand on God's word. And uh, I do believe in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so does Karen Beck. She's going to sing about it. Holy Spirit, she says, speak to me. Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Karen Beck in uh, New River. Holy Spirit, speak to me. And, um, well, like I say, she believes in the uh, the anointing of God because, well, that's that's a part of it. It's just being able to hear from God and to being able to to speak for God as the Holy Spirit flows through you. And you see, I believe that uh, people who are reluctant to share their faith because they say, "Oh, I'm shy," 
Well, you don't go just believing that somehow or another you're so smart and, and so witty that you could just woo anybody to bring them to the gospel. No, you go and you say, Holy Spirit, just use me as a vessel. Let me speak your word. Well, I wrote a book, and I haven't mentioned the book lately. It's been probably several years, a couple of years maybe. When I first uh, published it, I, I made it available to the radio audience. And uh, it's like anything else, it, it loses its, its steam as you go along. And and uh, sometimes you just feel like you're just driving people crazy talking about things. And I'm not one to really want to talk about myself much. <laughs> well, I talk about myself a lot here on the show, but I I try to do it in such a way that's is being a blessing to the kingdom and not just trying to build me up. Because anyway, uh, chapter eleven of the book, the name of the book is "Dreams and Visions and Stories of Faith" by Pastor Jack King, and I dedicate the book to the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, the cover is a blue. A lake and mountains and sky, and flying across the lake is the dove of God, and uh, the symbol of the Holy Spirit, the dove. And I'm telling you what, me, me, and the the uh, publishers, we went round and round over this dove because they didn't understand the concept. And I said it's got to be perfect, and and, and they'd come up with something and they looked like a pigeon and not a dove, and I. And so I think they were getting a little aggravated with me, but I said, this is the Holy Spirit, and I think it's, it's just perfect. It's just flying across the water, the beautiful symbol of the Holy Spirit. But I talk about the endowment of power. Jesus gave his church a mission, a job to do. We find this Matthew sixteen, fifteen he instructs us all to tell people the good news of salvation. And... Uh, so go into the highways and hedges, and everywhere you go, tell the people what Jesus has done for you in sacrificing his own son on the cross, or his own self on the cross. But here's the but in this statement. Jesus said that we are not to do this until we have been endued with power on high. And if you read the Gospels, that's the last thing you'll find. This is his commission to the church. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. But in the first chapter of the book of Acts, it says, but tarry ye here in Jerusalem until you have been endued with power from on high. And remember in the gospel of John, uh, sixteen, chapter 16 and 18, he uses that word comforter four times. And every time he says that he would not just leave us, but he would send another comforter. Comforter simply representing the Holy Spirit. And he said that I will not just depart you, but I will send another comforter to you. And that's interesting that the word another, in other words, he said, I'm going to be leaving. And I won't be here to be the comforter to you, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit and then he says here in the, in the book of Acts, he says, wait until you've been endued with power from on high, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And see, when, when the church 
And when people in the church are flowing through the power of the Holy Spirit, then their ability to communicate to the lost and, and, and uh, the, the word comforter in the Gospel of John, if you look it up, it, it, the, the best definition that I can give to it is the word information. In other words, the Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead that brings information. If you read in the, in the, the scripture, it talks about how that uh, with groanings and utterings, it says that he will speak to us. And uh, so we find ourselves to the point to once again, we have to take ourselves off the throne and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and dwell in us. And so Scripture teaches us that God will take what's in your heart. And uh, he says he knows what to pray before we even pray it. And he takes our prayers to the Father. And then Jesus there, as our advocate attorney speaking on our behalf, and uh, we pray for forgiveness, and we bring our petitions to God, and then the Holy Spirit delivers it back to us. So as we are flowing through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we are operating under the power of God. And when it comes to words to speak to the sinner, to the person who's lost and, and is outside of faith, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, so he will speak. So we have that ability that God would give to every believer if, if, if we seek it. And he'll give it to the pastor as he brings a message there on Sunday morning to the person behind the radio microphone, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the endowment of power. It's, it's a very, very important thing that we understand. And, and to be able to understand it in such a way that we make application of it. And you see, because people are flesh, and we are, when we are working only through our flesh, we fail. Paul said in Romans, and uh, again, I'm reading for the book, if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he also quickens your mortal bodies, which means that he will make you better and more equipped than you could ever possibly be by operating under our own abilities. And uh, Jesus himself said it. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and set a liberty of them that are bruised. Well, who is this spirit of the Lord? The same person that John's gospel tells us about in John 14 and John 16. The power of the Holy Spirit. Something I have said before that I think a lot of times that uh, the Holy Spirit is very much misrepresented. Uh, and uh, a lot of Christians don't understand the Holy Spirit. And they're afraid of the Holy Spirit. They go, oh, the Holy Spirit is loud and when we have to do loud and crazy things. Well, not necessarily. Because you remember, uh, Elijah heard from God, not in the storm, 
but in a quietness as God whispered in his ear. Um, the book that I'm working on now is a, is a book that has come out of my relationship as God has moved me into the um, reality of the Holy Spirit and uh, some of my experiences for, <laughs> as far as some of the things that God has just showed me. And, and uh, But the, the name of the, the next book is called uh, Fundamentals of Spiritual Life. And I talk about a lot of my experiences. And I'm hoping that this book will be able to speak to people who aren't not necessarily in the, quote, Pentecostal or charismatic churches, but just to have an understanding of the importance of opening ourselves up to the anointing and the endowment of power. So let's just let God just flow. And let God be God. <laughs> Well, I know for myself, this has been a very, very important part of my journey of what God has showed me and what God wants to do through me and what God wants to do to you, His church. Mercy still flows. Steve Hess and Southern Salvation. save you his mercy still flows this is the uh, gospel on the radio talk show i'm pastor jack king i am your host and uh, well i've been talking about the anointing and the flowing of the holy spirit because i have grave concerns about this old world um there's just a lot of stuff going on and uh and also the fact that uh, just been running across people here lately, people that I've known for a while, good people. And uh, they said, well, we don't go to church anymore. And the COVID thing had a lot to do with it. And, uh, well, if people are dropping out of the churches and, and churches are struggling, and I said, well, my goodness, if there ever was a time when we need to embrace the Holy Spirit and ask for God's anointing and power, it's now. It's now. But I will say this. Um, I was at a, uh, our fall retreat, and uh, I'm a part of the Open Bible Churches. That's the organization that I'm a part of, and I pastor an Open Bible Church here in town, but we did a DBA, and, and we now call it Freedom Road. But um, while I was there, we had missionaries from uh, different countries. And um, they were saying, hey, uh, I know that there seems to be a decline in church attendance and stuff here, but that's not the case all over the world. And that's refreshing. That's refreshing to hear. But uh, you see, here's the thing. I love America. I do. And, and I'm, I'm so thankful that God chose to let me be born in the United States of America in the state of Kentucky. I don't live there now, but I do own property still there. 
and uh, Kentucky would always be in my heart. But I'm just thankful that I'm an American. But yet I see, I see what's happening. And we're pushing God away. And I mentioned to you the last couple Sundays here on the uh, uh, the talk show about this book that I've been reading, The Return of the Gods. And I'm telling you what, it has shook my tree. Because Mr. Kahn, Mr. Jonathan Kahn, he's doing a very, very good job of explaining what's happening in the spiritual world in this country. And it's, it's, not, it's not good. But that's why we have to counteract it by allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And, and we have to disengage ourselves from this, uh, quote, uh, desire for wealth and all these things and just lay ourselves at the feet of Jesus and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit would once again empower the church. But what Mr. Kahn talks about in his book, he says, when we chose to silence God in his word, and, and uh, it's, it's really important that we understand the power of the word, the word. Remember, it was the word that spoke it into existence. It was the word. And uh, we've, we've allowed the word to be silenced. And young people are not hearing the word. They're not studying the word. Adults are not studying the word. A lot of people who go to church don't even, even pick up a Bible I mean, maybe they might take it to church on Sunday. Most people are not anymore. They're, they're using their phones, which uh, <laughs> I'm a little old, too old-fashioned, I know. And uh, they're not reading the Word. See, the Word, the Word in conjunction with the endowment of power of the Holy Spirit is what's going to bring revival to this country. And I'm just here as an as old country preacher, just just trying to just tell you the truth that we have to we have to do better. We just have to do better, and that goes to each and every one of us. Personal conviction, and if I, through the power of this radio microphone, can convict you, and uh, and I know that's not me, and I don't blame, I don't mean to take the credit for it, but if through the words of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would just come to someone and just begin to convict them that you you have not been faithful to the Word of God and you're not reading it and you're not making it a part of your life. And sometimes you wonder, he says, why is it that I, I don't seem to be strong in my faith anymore? Well, let me give you a clue. If you have abandoned the Word of God and you're not, you're not reading it and you're not studying it, yeah, you're gonna be weak in your faith. That's just that's just part of it. It's just like you don't put gas in your car. You're going to be driving down the road someday, and you're going to be sitting on the side of the road going, well, what happened? That's an old illustration, but it's, a, it's still a goodie. In other words, if you don't refill that tank, you're going to find yourself out of gas. And there's a lot of Christians who are spiritually just out of gas. But... 
God is faithful. God is faithful. And if you find your way back to the word of God and in fact back to that prayer closet, just see what God can do. That's good. Hey, um, we're having church this morning. Freedom Road, that's that's where I pastor. And, and uh, you might get the impression, if you listen to all of this broadcast today, that I love the Word of God, and I love to preach the Word of God, and I will be preaching the Word of God today. And um, we're going to be talking about the mystery today, the mystery of the Word of God and, and uh, how it speaks. And so... I think you'll enjoy that message. And 11.05 is our start time. 7.20, Capitol Circle Northeastern, Crescent Park Plaza. We're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. If you're heading toward Park Avenue, you'll see our sign there on the right-hand side of the road, frcm.us. That's the website. You can go there if you want to. We'd love to see you. 11.05, bring the family. I think you'll be blessed. Freedom Road Christian Ministry. And uh, if we can be a blessing to you, uh, call me. Area code 850-567-1703. And don't forget, Monday through Friday, the Gospel on the Radio broadcast at 11 o'clock here on 94.1. And then on Saturday night, 7 o'clock, it's the Saturday night Gospel Sing. It's a full hour, crank it up, good time, blessed music. I say the best music on the planet, Southern Gospel style. We'll be right here, 7 o'clock, Saturday night for the Saturday night gospel sing. So, hey, that's a lot of good content there. But make sure you're right back here again next Sunday morning at 8 o'clock here on 94.1 for the gospel on the radio broadcast or gospel on the radio talk show father in the name of jesus i pray over this message over this show lord god let it speak to hearts father god i pray for families i pray god that the holy spirit would just minister to our families and lord god that each believer would be a student of the word of god and father i pray for america and I pray, God, for peace, for peace in this world. And Father, I pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and in the nation of Israel. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.